Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of MLMSuccess.com. Appreciate you being here. This week, we're going to share with you the MLM magic spell number two. The MLM magic spell number two. I hope last week you guys really internalized the concept, the idea. There ain't no foo-foo dust. There's only wisdom of the ages, success principles that will work for anyone that implement them. That's it, guys. There ain't no foo-foo dust. So this week, we're going to talk about spell number two. First of all, I want to just take a second and tell you why I got into all this. I, I shared with you last week about how I got into magic to begin with. My first experience walking into the library and uh, the mathematical card trick that freaked me out. And I thought, oh, gosh, I'm gonna, I've got a book here on how to become a wizard or a warlock or whatever. But... Uh, Long story short, then, uh, I, I saw my first magician. I, I'm not going to get into all the, the the path here, but one thing I do want you to understand is that here's, what, here's the concept, here's the idea, and I'm calling this spell understanding the road. The road. Understanding the road is real, real important for all of us understanding the road people see people where they are they don't understand the road that they traveled to get there let me say that again people see people where they are they don't understand the road that they traveled to get there and i was going to call this the path but the path kind of indicates that it's smooth and the road as we all know can be rocky can be real rocky it can be extremely rocky so the path, it's not the path, but, but spell number two is you must understand the road, the road. And one of the reasons that this came very clear to me, I think probably um, it, and why my, my mind has been in a magic mode, um, again, magic was a real, real, huge part of my life throughout my childhood and through my teenage years. Um, and it created a lot of, um, I don't, you know, it's not normal for a 12 year old to just mystify 12 year olds. It's not normal. And it creates a lot of, I don't want to say ill will, but it, it's just different. So it, it was different growing up as, as a magician than a regular kid. 
Uh, so, and again, I'm not going to get into to a lot of details this, this session. I just want you to understand the road. And in my lifetime, uh, I was telling Don, one thing Don and I do, the, I, I don't like any kind of, I like, I like going to movies, but I don't like watching fiction shows on TV. Uh, I just, it just, it, to me, it's a total waste of time. Now, when, when, when Don and I decide that to, we're going to go on a movie binge, we usually go on a movie binge, maybe two or three times a year and we might go and watch two or maybe three movies on a Saturday in the theater. If there's two or three that we want to see, we'll just go in and time it out and we might go, you know, we'll go to the early matinee and then we might go get some ice cream or whatever, go back to an afternoon and go have dinner somewhere and then come back and, and go to a nightcap. I mean, a night, you know, a night movie. And it's like, we will do that. And so we tend to binge. And for me personally, I just, you know, I hear people talk about some TV show called Two Broke Girls. And it's like, why would you want to watch something about two broke girls? It's fictional to begin with. I don't understand. But, you know, I used to love to watch biography and the stories of those people. Uh, A&E biography, you know, you, you, you see the path on which people travel. So in well, the one show that we really, we DVR, we, we, we will watch and we keep up with and we actually vote and that we just enjoy because we enjoy the stories is America's Got Talent. And I love the stories. I, I just love the stories. And this year was phenomenal. You know, they had a couple of comedians that, that were fabulous and the dance troupe out of, uh, where were they? Venezuela, I think. The dance troupe that came in second, we thought for sure they were going to win it. I, I was pulling for my the, the magician who actually did win it, Shin Lim, S-H-I-N-L-I-M, from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, the first time I saw him, I told Don, I said, He's the best close-up magician I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of them. And I had the same feeling watching Shim Lim the first time as when I first saw Lance Lance Burton, his dove act that he'd been working on behind the scenes for many, many years for the first time. Some of you might know Lance Burton, uh, he was in the International Brotherhood of Magicians. They called it the Ring. It's like the club in Louisville. And I was at the one in Lexington when we were kids through our teenage years. And we would get together maybe once or twice a year and have banquets or do a show for the public or whatever. And, uh, you know, he, 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 so him and another kid I can't remember uh, what's his name I can't remember right now but anyway so we were in a magic club together when we were kids and, and he worked in a magic shop in Louisville called Kaufman's Magic Shop and you know it was it was cool times he was he was different because as a kid I was into magic but I was into baseball and a lot of other things and he was like 100 percent 100 percent 
totally into magic. The history of magic, Blackstone, he could tell you about Thurston, he could ter- tell you about uh, Houdini. I mean, he was just, a, he was a magic nerd. That's the best way to, to communicate it. And I love magic and loved it, but I wasn't nerdy about it. He was. He was sold out. He was all in. And, you know, it, it was kind of cool that they had a convention in, uh, uh, shoot, Gallenberg every year that magicians would get together from Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio, uh, North Carolina, you know, that part of the country, and there would be an a convention there every year and I, I went down there every year for several years and I remember when he, he had said they've asked me to perform at, at this convention and I'm going to do my new dove act and it's like cool and he, he came on stage and absolutely blew away Everybody in that convention hall just blew us away. It was like, I cannot believe what I am seeing. He took that whole dove, dove act to an entirely different level. Entirely different level than it had ever been done ever in the history of magic. And anyway, after high school, he got a job. Him and Matt King, that was the other guy. Was, Matt King was a comedian, comedy magician. He's hilarious. He's still in Vegas. Matt is. Mac, Mac, Mac King. Uh, but they got a job working at a little tourist trap theme park called Tombstone Junction in Corbin, the Corbin, Kentucky area. Tombstone Junction. It was a tourist trap. People were on their way to Cumberland Falls, which is a state park in Kentucky, and they would have to pass Tombstone Junction, and there was billboards on the highway, and it was really just, um, it was a ripoff. If you've seen that vacation, the vacation, Chevy Chase vacation movies, where they go to some little tourist trap, uh, gunslinging town, that's kind of what Tombstone Junction was. I really, when I first saw it, I thought, my gosh, they they got that idea for that movie from Tombstone Junction because it was like they had a train that, but it was ridiculous. Well, they hired Lance and Matt Mac to do three shows a day, seven days a week, live in a rundown trailer. They gave them lodging, food. They could go to Cumberland Falls, and they made a deal with the guy, the the the, the people where they could go to Cumberland Falls and get their meals at the uh, restaurant at Cumberland Falls. They lived in a trailer, and they got paid way, 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 way below minimum wage. It was like you know nothing really. Basically, he was working three shows a day, seven days a week for a room and board, basically, was what it was. And he 
refined, refined, refined. And I remember going down there and spending a day with him. And it's like, you know, you're the best in the world at what you do. And you're sitting here doing three shows a day for a bunch of people that don't even understand the, the, the genius that they're experiencing. You know, they don't know they don't know one magic trick from from another and you are just you're you're absolutely unbelievable and just feeling that way and thinking you know this guy's got way 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 too much talent to be stuck in this environment and i remember feeling that way and then he decided he was going to go to switzerland to enter the international brotherhood of magicians competition which was like it's from magicians all over the world. They come to a location once a year. I went to a couple of those conventions when I was a teenager to, to watch and participate, and it was just phenomenal. But they have a competition, and they award best, you know, best close-up magician, best stage act, best illusionist, best dove act, you know, different categories. And then they... They give who was the number one magician of the event. And long story short, he went to Switzerland. He won his category, which was, I think, Dove Act. But he also won uh, the magician of the, the number one magician of the entire conference. And then he also was given the gold medal of magic which had not been given out. Gold medal for excellence, which had not been given out. They don't do that very often. And I can't remember the exact story, but it might have been 10, 12, 15 years since anybody had received the gold medal of excellence. And it's like confirmation for a lot of us that knew him and knew how hard he worked. It was just total confirmation. This guy's he's, he's at a different level. And uh, then he comes back, and he's back at Tombstone Junction. And it's like, what in the world? You just won the gold gold medal of magic, and you're at Tombstone Junction. And then it was like two weeks later, uh, somebody in the Magic Club said, you hear what Lance did? No, I hadn't heard. He loaded up his old Plymouth Duster, (coughs) excuse me, put his doves and his props in the car and drove to California. And, <coughs> excuse me, he said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. It's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen. i got to get out of here. I'm going to California. He went to California. This is so hard to believe. But it's true. Two weeks later, I'm sitting there watching him on the Johnny Carson show. You can look up Lance Burton, Johnny Carson. Uh, it's probably on YouTube. Lance Burton, John. I'm watching him on the Johnny Carson show two weeks later. And everybody was like, where has this magician come from? My gracious, this kid is unbelievable. And he was. He was phenomenal. He still is, but was phenomenal. Next thing I know, he gets a gig at the Hacienda Hotel in Las Vegas, and uh, I remember going out there and seeing him at the Hacienda. He was 
uh, part of a variety show. They had a juggler and a magician and a ventriloquist. and It was a variety show at the Hacienda. And he was there probably two or three years. And then the Monte Carlo Hotel was being built in Las Vegas. And they were looking for a headliner. And he made a deal with the Monte Carlo, a 10-year contra- contract for the Monte Carlo. They built a stage that he designed for him, for his show. And he was a headliner act at the Monte Carlo for, uh, what, 10 years. Did a couple of TV specials. I initially signed, I believe it was a 10-year, $100 million contract with Monte Carlo and had a couple TV specials and uh, it was at that time on this path on this road that everybody pretty much knew who Lance Burton was every taxi that driving around went driving around Las Vegas had the Lance Burton promotion on it uh, again, two couple TV shows, uh, and everybody in the world knew that he was absolutely the best in the world at what he's ever done, at, at what he does. Nobody's come close. And see, everybody saw him where he was, but they didn't understand the path, the road that he took to get to that point. He retired uh, from Monte Carlo. Last I heard, he, he is, was back in Kentucky, where he's from. Uh, but, again, people see people where they are. They don't understand the path that they took to get there. I saw him. I was there three shows a day, seven days a week for room and board. I saw when he introduced that Dove Act to the world the very first time in Gatlinburg. I understand the path. I understand his path. And I say all that to say this with America's Got Talent, Shin Shin Lim is, mark my words, the best close-up magician we will probably see in our lifetime. He's the best, the most creative, the most fluid, He's, he is, I mean, I was absolutely blown away when I saw him on America's Got Talent the first time. And the second time, it was like, I hope people are appreciating what they're seeing. Because I know as a magician, you have a much higher level of appreciation for what you, what's going on. The layperson, a magic trick's a magic trick. But the routine, the flow, the music, everything that he was doing was absolutely at a level that I'd never seen before. And when he ended up winning the thing, which he deserved it, it was just awesome to watch that. And, you know, unless you're an America's Got Talent fan, you don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, But you will. You will, because uh, the, the kid is, 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 is extremely in a class by himself. And it's going to be fun for me to watch his road, 
Watch his road. Watch what happens for him. Uh, and if you haven't seen him, just, again, it's it's worth it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Go to uh, YouTube and just shin limb, and you'll know exactly what I'm saying. But here's my, here's my concept idea of what I want you to understand this week. Spell number two is embrace the road. Understand the road. Embrace the road. Understand the road. You know, when I started out as a 20-year-old snot-nosed kid, didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I was smart enough to know I didn't know. And thankfully, I was in a closed culture where I I didn't have people constantly trying to tell me how to build the business that didn't, have never built a business. You know, it it was a different time and place. I'm so thankful that I got involved in the network marketing business model and understood how to build teams and, and was able to get that knowledge before there was so much, uh, so much uh, murmuring, murmuring in the marketplace. The road is the road. I can tell you right now, today, I can tell you, for most people, the majority, 97% of the people listening, for you to get from where you are right now in this business model, wherever you are with whatever company for you to get from where you are to where you want to go, assuming you want to create a full-time income and build a, a team that you're proud of and really make a difference in people's lives. And see, there's a lot of people, a lot of people, this is important. There's a lot of people in this profession that they mistake accolades, accolades, compliments. They mistake accolades for accomplishments. I'm going to say that again. They mistake accolades for accomplishments. They look at how, how many people uh, give them compliments and they neglect to really look at the accomplishments of those people. And so they they end up uh, buying their own PR. They they buy their own PR because it's based upon the compliments they've received, not the accomplishments of those they've worked with. That's strong, guys. That's strong. Accolades are versus versus accomplishments. So, it wherever you are, you gotta embrace the path, the embrace, embrace the road. Understand the road is the road. I respect the fact that everybody has their own, their own road, because life happens. We all come from different backgrounds, different perceptions, program perceptions about business and team building and people and work ethic and there's so many different things that influence all of us so some of us have to get rid of a lot of stuff a a lot of um, a lot of ideas concepts that we have to start questioning our program perceptions all of us do to really to really achieve what our full upside potential is 
and every one of us into this profession with different program perceptions about who we are, what we're capable of, what we can do, what we can't do, how we're going to get there, what's the best way to get there. You know, do I do I try to do this? And 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 again, it comes back to a lot of this is because we still have not understood spell number one. We haven't understood spell number one. Spell number one is there ain't no cuckoo dust until that's accepted. Until you accept the fact that there ain't no food food dust, step number two is hard to to really embrace at the level that it needs to be embraced in order for you to achieve what you really want to achieve. If you still think there's something that you don't know that everybody else knows and that there is some magic food food dust, it, it keeps you from embracing wisdom of the ages, principles, concepts, ideas that were here before any of us were and will be here long after we're gone and it will prevent us from getting on the road, staying on the road and moving down the road because we continue to look for the foo-foo dust down these promised shortcuts and that nobody else knows about and we, we continue to uh, look for these new age ways that will create quicker, faster, easier success and until we embrace the fact that it is what it is and just embrace it, we will continue to, even after we've been down seven different shortcuts that were promised, that ended at dead ends, we will continue to go get off the, the interstate. We'll get off the interstate and we'll go down these dirt roads just thinking we're magically going to end up where we were and change our, and, and save ourselves you know, save ourselves two days in the travel. In reality, we just added six to the to our destination. It is what it is, guys. So embrace the path, embrace the road, and if you need to know the exact road to ten thousand dollars plus a month in network marketing, I'll put the link below the show notes here. It's, it's mlmhelp.com forward slash road r-o-a-d mlmhelp.com forward slash r-o-a-d guys you can look at the paths of many 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 people that were self-made in this profession that made it and there's there's the blueprint there's the blueprint for the 97 percent there's the blueprint here's the road here's the map it's free doesn't cost you a dime. It is it is the path. MLMHelp.com forward slash the road. Hope you enjoyed this session. I'll come back with you, with you. I'll be back with you next week and we'll talk about the magic spell number three. Magic spell number three uh, in this MLM short MLM magic series. But you've got to embrace the road. Number one, spell one, except there ain't no food food dust. Number two. Embrace the road. We all have a road to travel. Watch him, Lim, and his road. Mark my words. Mark my words. It's going to happen. This kid's going to be big. Talk to you soon. Have a great week. Bye. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. 
And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions. 